um, God raised people up and um, to help them uh, and mentor them and um, and so we're very proud of uh, Pastor Brooks and his family and so uh, we're going to have Pastor Brooks come on up and and uh, give him a, give him a welcome here to to the main campus tonight. Thank you, Pastor Ronnie. The East Campus is growing, looking good. Um, God is doing great things over there. We average about 50 people. On Easter Sunday, we had 88. And uh, new families coming in all the time. So God's got a plan and a purpose for that campus. And I'm just privileged to be a part of it. Um, I'm just waiting for Pastor Ronnie to take me up on the ping pong challenge. Um, I haven't received it back yet, but I know it's coming. I know, I know the challenge is coming. He's a competitive guy, right? And so uh, I'm practicing more than I should, but um, that's just how, how it is. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. But it's a privilege to be here tonight. And tonight I'm going to... Uh, need your help and your feedback tonight all right how many know that god is worthy we just sang that song he is worthy right he's worthy so tonight i'm gonna i'm gonna be reading some passage of scripture and when when you hear me say is he worthy i want you to say yes he is can we do that let's try it he is worthy all right good start good start and we're gonna, you're going to see that theme play out tonight as we get into, his, get into his word. Let's pray real quick. Father, we love you. We thank you. God, you, you, your Holy Spirit is here. It's present. God, open your word just for a few minutes. Speak to us. Speak to us tonight, I pray. May we understand you and what you did on the cross. Jesus, we love you. And we thank you for all that you've done for us. In your name, amen. This summer, I had the opportunity to go home for almost a month. Home was in, in the Bahamas. I hadn't been in two years, and so as you can imagine, I was excited to get back home with family and friends and reconnect with my brother and my nieces, who I haven't been with for a long time. Uh, some people from East Campus came as well, which was great. And uh, while I was there, part of the reason I went in June was that uh, a Methodist church down there asked me to come and preach there for two weeks. Um, they were with uh, the Methodist Association, uh, but they left them about 15 years ago. And so for two weeks while I was there, I got to minister to people there on my island in the church, which was great. And I, I had a great time. And I thought I was going there to be... To, to minister to them. And I did, man. It was great to connect with them. It was great to pray with people. It was great to deliver a message to them and see where God was leading and moving on the island. However, on Wednesdays, they asked me to come to a prayer meeting at 7 a.m. And if you know me, I'm not an early morning person. Even 7 a.m. is early for me. So I got up and I went to this prayer meeting. And when I got there, as you know, there weren't many people there. Does that sound familiar, Pastor Ronnie? There's about seven or eight people all over the age of 50. And I sat down in there to, to pray. And, uh, man, I'm trying to get through some coffee just to wake up. And uh, I sat down the first morning in there. <clears throat> and as I sat down there, tears began to flow from the seven or eight people that were in there as they began to 
pray for those who were lost on the island, meaning those who had not, who do not know Jesus as their Savior. And as I sat in that room and they cried and they had this burden about them, about the, those who needed Jesus in their life on the island, I started to think about just the, my life and, and, and what Jesus had done in my life. And so this, this theme continued. I'd go to their houses and, man, they were like Brooks. Man, do you know who, who so-and-so is? Man, we are so burdened for them. We're so burdened that they're going to leave this earth not knowing Jesus. And I went to the next prayer meeting, and it was the same. It was this genuine, genuine burden for the lost. And it started to work on me. I left there, and I started to think about what I had just experienced. I started to ask myself questions as well. Man, Brooks, when is the last time you cried about someone, friend or family that you knew that didn't know Christ? When was the last time you were burdened, burdened for people to come to know you? When was the last time you were agonized that some of your friends and family may leave here and not spend eternity with him? Maybe lost forever. And it worked on me. And man, it, it, over the past couple of weeks, I've just been burdened by this thought like, God, that's where I want to be. Isn't that the basic of where we're at? I mean, the basis is the cross, isn't it? I mean, the basis is the cross. That's why we're here, for what Jesus did on the cross. And so I've been battling this question and, and over the last couple of weeks. And it's made me reflect on my own life. And I've had to go back to the beginning, right? I've had to go back to the beginning and sit with myself and think about the time when I first encountered Jesus. Does anyone remember the first time they encountered Jesus? Does anyone remember maybe the excitement around it and where Jesus has shown up time and time and time again in your life? And as I sat around and I began to think about this and, and, and think about the times he's shown up in my life and where he's rescued me and where he's brought me out of, it's taken me to a wonderful psalm that I want us to look at tonight and unpack for you. Psalms 116. If you want to turn to Psalms 116, we're going to be in Psalms 116 tonight. This psalm is a great psalm. It's actually a psalm that was probably recited by Jesus the night of his arrest, the Passover. So, of course, if he recited it, we got to look at it, right? we got to think about it. And so Psalm 116, I've been in this psalm for a long time just trying to digest this. And, and maybe you can have the excitement as we read this tonight. Think about what Jesus has done in your life. Think about what he's done as we read Psalms 116. If you look at Psalms 116, verse 1. Of course, it's David, right? Who doesn't love David? I mean, if David was alive today, he'd be my boy. I'd be hanging out with him, right? I mean, he's so authentic. David is so authentic. I mean, his emotions are raw. He's up every day. He's on the mountaintop. He's in the valley. Anyone can shake their head? Yeah, I know what that feels like. It's just David. And so he starts off by saying this, with a deep excitement and emotion. He starts off Psalm 16 and says, I love 
the Lord. Not, I love the Lord. Oh, I love the Lord. No, he starts off. This is a deep excitement that David has for Jesus, for God, sorry, and says, I love the Lord. Can you say that tonight? Ready? I love the Lord. Why? Because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. Imagine that picture. David says, listen, I love the Lord because what? He bends down from glory to help the needs of his people. We serve a God who is willing to come off his throne and come down to us and meet our need. And he's excited about it. He said, I love the Lord because he has inclined his ear to me. He has turned his ear to listen when we pray. Psalms 41 says, when you pray, God turns his ear to listen to us. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? Therefore, I will call upon him as long as I live. Is he worthy? Verse 3. The pains of death surrounded me, and the pangs of Sheol laid a hold of me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. Oh, Lord, I implore, I beg you, deliver my soul. Anyone been there? Anyone been there? Anyone been in that darkness? Anyone been in that sorrow? Anyone been in that trouble and had to say and out to the Lord, Lord, deliver my soul. Man, I've been there. I've been there. I've been in times where I've, I've had to say it out loud in the car, <laughs> in my room, wherever it might be. Lord, save me. I need you. I need to feel you. I need to see you. Show up. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Show up. It's actually, if you read some commentary about this, it's the great prophecy of Jesus on the cross. You know the story? Jesus gets the crown on his head, and they're making fun of him. They're mocking him. They're spitting on him. He gets up on the cross. They nail him on the cross, and he's up there on the cross. And what does he say? Kyle does a great job at the play when the cross. It's one of the great dramatic moments that we have. My God, my God. What does he say? Why have you forsaken me? Gracious, verse 5, is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. I was brought low, and he did what? He saved me. Is he worthy? Verse 7, return to your, your, return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. How many of you found that place of rest? How many of you come to that place of rest? Man, it's awesome when you come to that place of rest, when you give everything to him and you understand how big a God we serve and you can give everything to him, cast everything on him. Come to that place of rest. Verse 7. Verse 8, sorry. 
For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Great image of salvation. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe, therefore I spoke. I'm greatly afflicted, I said in my haste. All men are liars. Then David asks a huge question here. In verse 12, he says, What shall I render? What shall I give? What shall I provide to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I mean, that's a deep question, right? David comes up with a deep question and says, What can I give the Lord? And here's what he says. Three things he says. He says, I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. In other words, David says, I will praise God for how he's delivered me. I will praise God for how, what he's provided. I will praise God for rescuing me. I will praise him. We have the privilege to do the same now with Jesus and the cross. We have the opportunity to praise him for the cross, to praise him for salvation, to praise him for what he did, for he given us eternal life. Are you doing it? Do you give him praise? Do you give him the praise that he needs for what he did on the cross? It's a hard question to answer sometimes, but I believe we have to wrestle with it. Are we passionate about what he did on the cross? That's why communion is so awesome. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Why? It's reflection of the cross. Man, how awesome is it when you take the bread and you think about what he did? the journey he took to Golgotha. When you think about the blood that was shed on the cross, how awesome is that? Do you give him praise? Are you passionate and excited about the praise towards him? David says, I sh what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I will take up the cup of salvation. I will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now and in the presence of all his people. Is he worthy? Verse 15. Precious is the sight of the Lord in the death of his saints. Here's the second point. O Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have loosed my bonds. So David says, what can I render to God? First of all, I can render him praise for what he did. We can render praise to Jesus for what he did on the cross. Secondly, man, I can serve. What can I give God? I can give my life. I can surrender my life. I can serve him. That's what I can do. God has created everyone in here for a purpose and a plan. And he's like, man, I'm going to submit my life to him. I'm going to commit my life to service. I should be so excited when I wake up in the day or so excited in the week to want to serve him with my life. I should want to serve him with my life. There's all types of opportunities to serve. This church is full of opportunities to serve. Full. This, this church does amazing stuff in the community. There's ways you can connect. There's ways you can plug in at this church. 
lots of opportunity. It shouldn't take Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Mike to pull us up, to beg us to serve. We should be so excited, just like David. What can I give you? I can give you my life. I can serve you. I can serve you. As a matter of fact, we need more people serving than ever. We talked about it today. We need examples of service. That generation over there needs to see this generation being faithful in service. If we don't do it, who else is going to do it? They're going to find alternatives. They need to see us being faithful. They need to see us persevering. They need to see us setting the example. It's what we're supposed to be doing. That generation's important. They're looking for it. They're searching for it. I see it. I work in a school. I see it. Man, this generation is looking for good examples. I'm telling you. I try to think all the time, well, who out in the world can I send these students to to look at, to look up to? Name me someone. Name me. Only person that comes to mind is Tim Tebow. Really. But man, more than ever do we need people men for this generation to look up to we need role models we need examples and you're not too old or too young whatever it might be to do it but we need it they need to see it they need to see what it looks like to serve they need to see what it looks like to be faithful they need to see what humility and compassion look like they need to know that nothing's too low for us to do. Jesus washed people's feet. He came down to the lowest level you could think of. Nothing was too high up for him. He hung out with the poor, with the sick. He didn't stay in church all day. He went out. He did. He gave his life to the community, to service. Is he worthy? And verse 17, it says this. What did, could David do? He could praise, he could serve, and lastly, he says, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. He says, I am so excited, God, of what you're doing in my life. I am going to acknowledge you publicly wherever I go. I'm not going to remain silent. I'm going to tell people about you. I'm going to tell people how excited I am about what you have done in my life. Do your coworkers know how excited you are about what Jesus has done in your life? Does your family know? Do people hear it? Do people see it? I, 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 I often understand why we lose college students. What do they see? Do they see excitement? Do they see people with passion and excitement for Jesus? Do they see people walking around with power and authority? Do they hear people talking about Jesus? Or do they see us walking in defeat? I told East Campus the other day, I'm tired of people blaming God. Let's blame Satan for a while. We always like to blame throw the blame game on God all the time how about we stand up and blame Satan for a change right what's his job kill steal destroy I mean everything bad let's give him the blame 
Let's give him the blame. Let's walk around with excitement, with passion for what he's done, what Jesus has done in your life on the cross. Let's walk around letting people know in boldness. I know nowadays we get a little timid maybe a little bit. Society I mean, has us a little scared, a little afraid. Man, I'm sure Paul was terrified where some places he went. I mean, he knew right before he was even going to get off the boat in most instances that he was going to prison. <laughs> but he walked in boldness. He walked, he walked with authority because he was connected to the Father. Is he worthy? We're going to close tonight. Uh, we'll wrap this up with a, with a video. And it's a song called, Is He Worthy? And then Lance and Rachel are going to come up afterwards. And I want us to listen to the lyrics of this song. If you want to praise him and worship him, go ahead. It's an awesome song that we're going we're gonna to hear in a second. And then we'll close out. But I want you to reflect on your own life. I want you to reflect on what Jesus has done in your life. I want you to reflect on where he's brought you, what he's brought you out of, what he's done in your life. Thank him for it. Praise him for it. Maybe you need to think about what you're doing with your life. Are you serving him? Is he, is he, that, is he worthy enough? Is he worthy? I think we have the video. Come on, church, if you'll stand with us tonight. Is he worthy? worthy he's worthy he's worthy for us to be all in he's worthy for us to be all in all in he's worthy tonight as they sing this song man I just want you to end the service and worship come pray come worship him they're going to sing that song again and maybe some others I don't know just come and worship him praise him for what he's done in your life Pray for those who don't know him. Man, there's many people in this community that do not know him. There are a lot. Are we burdened for them? Do we, do we pray for them? Are we passionate? Do we cry for the lost in this community? For your family member. Maybe it's a brother. Maybe it's a sister. Maybe it's a parent. Bring it to him tonight, will you? Lay it all out to him tonight as we close in worship.